For all your college football needs, check out GoForTheTwo.com. Get the latest with college football insider Joe Lisi. Only at GoForTheTwo.com. Uh, you know, I, I'm originally from Jamaica, 
I was born in Kingston. Uh, Kingston came to the States when I was 11. And I was playing soccer. And I, when I went to Freeport High School, uh, I was fortunate to have Coach Russell and who, who was my gym teacher. And this was in ninth grade. And uh, we had a little game in gym class called King of the Mess. And he brought us down there. And uh, he taught me this one move called a pancake, you know, where you pull down on the triceps and you pull, pull underneath the armpit. And, uh, Joe, I'm telling you, man, I uh, I won I won it three times in a row. <laughs> and I beat, I beat, like, not just guys on the uh, wrestling team, but, you know, uh, the bigger guys, smaller guys. And afterwards, Coach Sullen came up to me and he said, you know, Marlon, you should come out for the wrestling team. Now, you know, being from Jamaica, uh, I... I was used to watching WWF at the time, which is now called WWE. And uh, he said, uh, I, I, he said, you know, he's come off a wrestling. I said, you know, I don't know if I'm cut off for jumping off in the ropes. And he was like, and he said, this is not WWF. This is a uh, scholastic wrestling, Olympic style wrestling. So to make the long story short, I went off for wrestling that uh, uh, my sophomore year. I didn't go up my ninth grade, and I took fourth in the county. And since then. He, I didn't know he was the head football coach, so he brought me from uh, wrestling into football, which was another difficult uh, um, um, task for him, task for him to convince me to play because I didn't want to play any other sport other than soccer. Being from Jamaica, they know soccer is the big sport over there. And uh, my first year playing football, my junior year in high school, I got offered a full scholarship to go to Syracuse, and this is a this is a sport that I, I didn't even want to play. I was uh, I was just doing coach selling my assistant wrestling coach a favor, um, and in actuality, he was doing me a favor. And uh, after that year, uh, you know, I got offered a full scholarship to go to Syracuse. I continued to play play uh, football my my senior year and wrestled as well. Became a uh, state champion at Freeport High School. Became uh, coach coach Hayes first state champion at Freeport High School in 26 years, uh, and also um, uh, uh, Coach Selling as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's how it happened, you know. So it went from a transition from wrestling to football, and, you know, Coach Selling recognizing my talent in in wrestling and bringing me over, convincing me. It took him a month to convince me to play, to play, to, uh, to play football. So uh, that's how it happened, and that's, <laughs> that's how I ended up playing football. That's an unbelievable story. Talk to me about the recruiting process. How did you land in Syracuse? Just a dynamic player. And by the way, your athleticism can run from sideline to sideline. You had some great teammates along the way. But talk to me about the recruiting process. How did you land at Syracuse? And talk to me about your first year under uh, the tutelage of Paul Pasqualoni and and that coaching staff. Yes. Uh, Well, in Syracuse, there was a coach by the name of Ed Ogeron uh, that, that was in Miami, and he had just went up to uh, Syracuse. Now, o- over the years, um, Syracuse used to come and they used to recruit at Freeport. And uh, Coach Selling used to always tell him, you know, I don't have anyone, I don't have anyone. Then one year, the, the year when I played, he said, he, he said, listen, I have somebody for you guys to come take a look. So, so actually, Coach Ogeron, he, he came down. And um, I remember after after the after my my first year playing my junior year, I, I went into the office and Coach Selling was like, you know, Marlon, I just got off the phone with uh, Coach Paul Pas- 
Paul Pasqualoni in Syracuse, and he wants to give you a full scholarship, right? And oh, I was man. looking at him. I was, <laughs> I was looking at him, and I really didn't really understand understood the magnitude of what he just said to me. You know, I was sitting there like, what is he really talking about? And he says, Marlon, he just offered you a full scholarship. This is a big deal. You should be excited, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I said, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I'm excited. <laughs> he was like, you know how hard it is, scholarship, yeah, for Football. There have been kids that have been playing football since uh, Pee Wee League that doesn't even get this opportunity. And I said, it's not that I'm excited. I just don't really know uh, how big it is. Because coming from Jamaica, we didn't have this this type of we didn't have football. I didn't know how big of a, a deal it was. And then when I went up to Syracuse and I I I did the um I did the uh, uh, visit up there and I met Coach Paul Pascaloni and I went up there saw that saw 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 the uh, the Carrier Dome and and all the the uh, South Campus housing and the gym and the practice facility and everything and saw how huge it was. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is a big deal, you know. This is a big a big deal. And they told me that they wanted me to play. They wanted me to play uh, uh, Will linebacker because when they were watching the when they were watching the tape, they said basically I was running from sideline to sideline and they were looking for the the um, an athletic guy. Well, here's a story about that. Being playing in my, my, my junior year in high school and not knowing anything about football, the way Coach Sellen was able to to tell me, to, to teach me the game of football without me getting confused, he told me, he said, Marlon, <clears throat> I, was, I played defensive end. He said, Marlon, line up here. Don't be offside. And where wherever you see the football, just go get it. So literally... Anywhere the football was, I was chasing the football. Whether it was a quarterback that I had, I was sacking the quarterback. Whether the running back had it with a tackle for a loss, or uh, I, whether the quarterback threw the ball down the field, I was chasing the wide receiver playing these defensive end now. So, and uh, <laughs> coach, I remember Coach P was like, "Marlon, you're literally all over the field. You're hustling." And in my mind, I was saying, "Coach, this is what the, this is what Coach Sellen told me to do to, to chase the ball," which after playing the game for years and years and years, and I was like, you know what? That's basically what football is all about. Get the guy with the ball, <laughs> you know, with the, with all the rules and everything. That's what it comes down to. So that was a great experience for me, and, uh, you know, I really enjoyed that uh, recruiting process. And, and, and when I went up there playing for Coach B, uh, it was very, you know, he was a very, very guy that was hard-nosed, straight by the book. I remember one time we had two weeks straight of tour days, um, and uh, that was brutal. <laughs> that was brutal. I remember when I went into the NFL, I thought, you know, before I went into the NFL, you know, Coach P used to always say, if you make it here at Syracuse, you will make it anywhere. And he used to be like, man, I don't know if I could deal with any more work when I go into the NFL, but actually when I went into the NFL, I, we worked so, I worked so hard in college, I mean, personally, and uh, when I say we, I'm talking about the other athletes, um, Midnab and Dwight Freeman can can attest to this as well. That we worked so hard that once we went on went into the NFL and we played in there, it was kind of like a I don't want to say a piece of cake, but on a physical level, we uh, um, <laughs> we were we were having fun. You know, we were like, wow, you know, college was a lot harder than this. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, <laughs> 
so it it was really great, you know. It, it was a really tough experience, but um, I really, I, I really would do it all over again. And I remember Coach Ogeron, he said to me, Marlon, uh, he actually said to my parents, you know, he's coming here as a boy, but he's gonna leave here as a man, and and that's exactly what uh, um, it, it was for me going to Syracuse and playing for Coach Paul, Coach Coach Paul Pascaloni, which is a tremendous coach. I, I have a lot of respect for him and. He did a lot for Syracuse, and uh, while I was there, uh, we won three Big East championships, and I uh, got three Big East championship rings. That was, that's whether that was because of Coach Paul Pasqualoni. That's great. I love hearing those stories. That's what makes college and pro football so special. But college, the intensity, I hear it in your voice. It's like you're back in the day. You talk about Ed Ogeron. You mentioned that he was at Syracuse. He's the former Ole Miss head coach. He's now at LSU teaching defensive line. He had a stint at USC as an interim head coach and was a defensive coordinator there for uh, under Sarkeesian for a couple of years. Unbelievable, unbelievable talent uh, for uh, the Syracuse Orangemen at the time that you played. And you mentioned the Big East, just an unbelievable conference. You mentioned your teammates, guys like Donovan McDad, guys like Rob Conrad on the offensive side of the ball, Kevin Johnson, Quinton Spotwood. But you talk about the defense, guys like Phil Nash, Dwight Freeney, and yourself, players that brought it each and every week. And that's the one thing when I speak about the Big East Conference back in the day, a lot of fans don't recognize. They think just basketball conference. I spoke to a, form, a number of former Big East players back in the day, and I, and I watch your games each and every week, and I can tell fans this confidently. The Big East Conference was a solid conference, top to bottom, offensively and defensively, that blue-collar mentality, the intensity level that you brought each and every week. Tell me about that because you went up against some amazing NFL talent each and every week in your days in Syracuse. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we at the time, you know, in the Big East Conference, the Miami Hurricanes was, was in the Big East Conference. And, you know, Virginia Tech, uh, at the time, Michael Vick was playing down down in Virginia. I remember Miami with Edgerrin James. Uh, you know, uh, Dan Morgan was on the, the the was one of the on the linebacker core, just to name a few, and uh, it was it was just tremendous. It's from I remember even playing West Virginia with Amos Veraway, you know, uh, um, uh, while I was playing and just going down to Morgantown and playing down there and just the the rivalry and everything of you know uh, playing playing in the Big East. Those are like big games and. Um, it, it, it was just so, so intense, so intense when it comes out when it came out to playing playing in the biggest. Whether it was going down to West Virginia, whether it was going down to Miami, whether it was going down to uh, um, uh, Virginia Tech, it was just it was it was such intense. Uh, um, I remember one of the games that I did remember though, uh, and it was one of the games that they still talk about when we when I even got drafted by the Miami Dolphins, was that the game we played in the Carry Dome, it was uh it was sixty six to thirteen. And that was the year I went to the Orange Bowl. And I remember when I got drafted by the Miami Dolphins and I was down in Miami and they and they they asked me where I went to college and I said that I went to Syracuse. The first thing that that came to mind was like, You was on that team that beat us sixty six to thirteen <laughs> like 
They were so <laughs> even even now, and that was such a long time ago. It it, it just shows like these these fans are how 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 much they that was such a big loss for them. And it was a really big win for us at um, uh, Syracuse. I believe it was Donovan McNabb senior, Donovan McNabb senior year. So in his last game in the Carrier Dome. So that was a that was definitely a huge win for huge win win for him and that uh, um, solidified us to go into the Orange Bowl. And you know it it it, it, it was a great competition. You know um, they always talk about you know the, these uh, these moments you're gonna. Once you get older, you're gonna really cherish those moments of 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 uh, college competition against the different teams and the different uh, different uh, um, players that you played against. And and it's funny, like you know, when you get drafted, and you you guys are on the same team. You uh, um, could like talk about the games, you know. Like I remember being in Miami, Corey Moore, Corey Moore, uh, who who had played defense event for Virginia Tech, the uh, sack master. You know, he he was yeah. he he was small, so he wasn't able to play defensive in in um in in the NFL. But he was learned to play um uh, linebacker, and he used to talk about you know um how how he he had a lot of fun playing against us and everything. I remember one big game in the Carrier Dome when when uh, Dwight Freeney sacked Michael Vick four and a half times. You know, I rem- you know, and you know Michael Vick was. I mean, he's still, you know, back then he was. I mean, he he's still a fast guy, you know. He 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 was. It was very difficult to tackle a guy like a Michael Vick because of the speed um, um, that he has had and the agility. And for Dwight Freeney to be able to do that in the Carrier Dome, um, sacking him four and a half times, uh, it was just just a tremendous game. And unfortunately, we. End up losing that game. Uh, uh, I think it was 22 to uh, probably 18 or 19 or something like that. But but yeah, man, definitely yeah, definitely had some great time. Oh, and defeating Virginia Tech on the last play, uh, it, it was like the, we, we, it was like five seconds left. Uh, Donovan Midnight rolled out and he he threw the ball all the way across. It was like a bootleg. Um, threw it all the way back across. It was Steven Robinski in the end zone, and he caught that ball. Steven Robinski, number 87. Ball. No time left on the clock, um, and we needed that touchdown to win. Boom, we won. People jumped out of the stands, rushed the field. I mean, it was just electrifying, you know, just those type of those those type of games are what college football is all about, and you know, and, and pl- playing in the Big East. So definitely have some great experiences. Unbelievable that you mentioned Corey Moore. The one thing I remember about Corey Moore is he had those eyes. You could see it through his face. He <laughs> the intensity level. He brought it each and every week. Guys like Ken Oxendine, the running back, has been on the show. Those Virginia Tech-Syracuse rivalry games, unbelievable. You mentioned that game in 1998 where you won 28-26. I remember when you came out on the losing end, the first game of the year to the national champs, the Tennessee Volunteers, and Team Martin. I remember that game like it was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, un- unbelievable, more when you think about it, because th- that team had Jamal Lewis. They had uh, uh, 
uh, T. Martin at the quarterback position. They had Al Wilson on the linebacker. They, they went into the Carrier Dome. It was a back-and-forth affair. And, and really, Tennessee got aided with a pass interference call on fourth down that allowed the drive to keep alive. And that's where Jeff Hall kicked the game-winning field goal to win that ball game 34-33. to If they didn't make that field goal, they would possibly, if they were lost to you, might not have made it to the national championship game and played Florida State in that year. So unbelievable games that you were a part of. And I remember your career like it was yesterday. Just really admired what you brought in terms of the intensity level. You were one of the best linebackers and the physicality that you brought. I knew you were a weight room guy. Talk to me about you you come down, you finish your career at Syracuse all Big East selection, your last year a team captain, you're playing with guys like Dwight Freeman, you get drafted by the Miami Dolphins, third round, 88th overall in the 2001 draft. Talk to me about your rookie season. What's the biggest thing you had to learn as a ball player, making the jump from college to the NFL, the transition that you had to make because you had an outstanding eight-year career, played in 125 games, 682 total tackles with seven sacks, Talk to me about that rookie year with Miami. Oh yeah, that rookie rookie year, I really looked, really looked forward to it. I remember um, going into going from Syracuse to to the Miami. The transition, I thought it was going to be very, a lot more difficult. But w- what I realized was going to the NFL. You know, uh, they tried to make it as simple, simple as possible. Try to make it as simple as possible because uh, everybody, you know, the, the talent level is is so so um um so high that they they want to make it the type of defense that I played on um you know you know going to differ with the defense with our Jim Bates a four three four three defense which is a tremendous defense if you have the right personnel and I I really really I really enjoyed enjoyed it because I didn't have to think about all the different type of um, fronts and and uh, go to play a different type of defense and different type of zone pressure. We 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 I, I would say we kept it kept it simple and we just kept on running the plays over and over again until you become really good at it. So I really enjoyed that aspect of the game and you just have to be real fundamental sound and you know they they have these fast wide receivers that you cannot give them an inch or if they're gonna. Uh, you know, they say football is a game of inches, which is absolutely right, you know. Uh, uh, so it just comes down to um, you, which player making the better play is not about who has the better scheme or who has the better defense, uh, defensive calls or all this other thing. You know, w- once in a while you, you, you have that, but most of the time it, it comes with a breakdown in technique or, or a breakdown in or somebody not really paying attention or somebody not being as fundamentally sound. So we focus on that. So I enjoyed that part about it. What was difficult about my rookie year, going in, you know, in Syracuse, I started 48 consecutive games. You know, didn't didn't miss a beat. Went into uh, went to preseason camp. Went to all the mini camp. Uh, I did, I did very well. As a matter of fact, Jim Bates pulled me aside when I was in the mini camp, and he 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 looked at me and he told me, Marlon, I've never had a rookie player. Come in here and pick up, picked up this defense as fast as you did. Never. And you, you, and I said, and I said, well, I, and you know, I'm, I'm a humble person, and, and uh, you know, I just always want to just be the best that I can be in anything that I did, and, and I really didn't take it. You know, I really 
don't really take good to to, to compliments because I want to really always strive to be the best. And he said, no, he said, I've never told anybody that. This is what he told Jimbe. He said, I've never told anybody. He said, you should be proud of yourself. You're doing a heck of a job. He said, you're doing a heck of a job. Continue. Well, anyway, I was in a um, preseason camp, and um, we were getting ready to to um, get into, like, the the preseason games and everything, and I was in... I was doing pass rush, and I actually, actually, uh, was doing one-on-one rush. Actually, it was with Vaughn Sanders, Vaughn Sanders, who wow. uh, I played against in high school at Lawrence High School, and I think he was with the Jets for for a little bit, and he was down there in Miami. And ironically, I was doing a little pass rush on him, and I kind of came down on my foot wrong, and I, uh, I sprained, I, I actually sprained the the, the midfoot. My my midfoot and my the arch of my foot was holding, so I was actually on crutches for like uh, four weeks, and then I so I missed the entire preseason. And at that year, it went to the they they I missed the we played five preseason games. I think it went to Canton, Ohio, so I had to watch that on the the uh, TV. And I remember that was very, you know, I I, I just kind of like saw like my everything that I worked kind of slipping away and you know I, I was on crutches I had a cast on my and I didn't know if I was going to be able to play and I remember the doctors even came up to me and they, they said to me Marlon uh they they really recommended me getting surgery and you know I just kind of just wanted to just you know keep the faith and just pray and pray the body and just uh you know uh, so that I could make out the right decision um so, but uh, what ended up happening, like, uh, I kept on, you know, uh, taped it up and uh, kept on, uh, um, once the arch of my foot was able to hold, uh, was able to wear the orthotic. And, you know, it it, it was difficult, but, but uh, you know, I, it was something that was very important to me and I wanted to, I wanted to really, uh, I didn't want to pass upon the, the opportunity. So whatever I had to go to, whether it was extra treatment and all that stuff, um, I did it, and I ended up starting on the. I re- ended up uh, when I started practicing in the game, so I missed the entire preseason, three regular season games, and in w- w- so like the fourth game, Jim Bates called me up to the office and he says, he says, Marlon. Uh, so I, I'm thinking he's calling me up at the office to to uh, to uh, to uh, release me or something. <laughs> Because uh, I, I missed the entire preseason, and, you know, I didn't know how everything operated. I was third-round third round, uh, draft pick, and, uh, you know. And he said, you know what, Marlon, uh, we're we're going to start you this week. And I said, I said uh, what do you mean? He was like, yeah, we're going to play you this week. He said, uh, you know, we, we feel like you're, 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 you're uh, coming along for, from an injury a lot better, and you were, you, you, you were picking up this defense so fast, we would be stupid not to play you. Um, and, uh, uh, and wasted this year. And, you know, I, I leave in that, I felt, I, I was very, I was very, uh, um, grateful and thankful for that. And that, that, that week was, when I tell you, I was the most nerve wracking because I missed the entire preseason. I wasn't able to go out there and, and practice and see how, what it's like to play in the NFL. You know, the preseason is when you get a chance to, really, really kind of see where you're at, the difference from college to the NFL. So I didn't experience that. So my first NFL game, I was playing against the New England Patriots, Tom Brady, just won the Super Bowl, 
and they're playing in Miami, and that was my first game of, of playing. I'm like, wow, great, great, excellent. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to go out there in, in my in my debut when they have <laughs> in my debut playing uh, uh, the defending Super Bowl uh, uh, champion. So I went out there, man, and uh, you know, <laughs> unbelievable, right? So, so Jim Bates. I remember before the game started, Jim Bates came up to me and he, he was like, Marlon, I'm going to blitz you on the first play. And I was like, okay. So so I was like, okay. So that was good. So I was like, well, why was he blitzing me on the first play? But later on, I realized why he did it was because he didn't want me to think about anything. So I went out there, blitzed me on the first play. I went through on the blitz, came under, made a tackle. And, and then, you know, I was... I was ready to rock and roll then. You know, after I made the first hit, made the first tackle, I was ready to roll. And I remember I made like eight tackles that game, and we ended up beating New England uh, down there in Miami. And so, 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 so my debut went went uh, went pretty good. Uh, and then throughout <laughs> the year, you know, <laughs> throughout the year, I had some some some, some uh, wins. And 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 that year we went to the we actually went to the the playoff and played against the Baltimore Ravens in the um, but, but we we uh we went we played in the wild card and we we ended up losing to the Baltimore Ravens. But it was a great and a great rookie experience. Uh, I could have I could have I could have done without it, the getting the injured part. But uh, I still was able to uh you know maintain the starting position and also start the, the next few years. And and uh, but wow, I'm telling you, I always think about that. I always think about that first game I had to play and how nerve-wracking it was, and and uh, that's what it's all about, man. The, those experiences and those memories and those uh, yeah. And when you're going through it, it's like the biggest thing. And then when once you go through it and you experience it already and you think about it, you just you just you're you're very kind of appreciative and happy that you you were able to experience that, you know. Yeah. That's that's what I love about the show because I bring guys on that are class acts such as yourself and had great careers and give back to the community and they're appreciative for their time in college and the NFL and that's what I love about it. Hearing the intensity in your voice, Marlon, uh, like you could play. T- it seems like you could play today. I saw you. You're still in great shape and you talk about the fact that you were born in Jamaica. There's only been 40 Jamaican-born players to ever play in the NFL. You went. So Second all time with 682 tackles and 125 games played. So you got it done each and every week in the toughest game in town, the NFL. You played for Houston from 2005 to 2008, and you ended your career with Oakland in 2009. But just an outstanding career, just a great body of work. Talk to me, though, and life after football. I know there's so much that you're involved in, but what I want to know is, Directly after your career is over, you became a boxer, right? I mean, you played three years uh, for Omaha, but you became a, a professional boxer, which for me is unbelievable because I can't believe the athleticism that it takes. And then to just go from an elite football player to a professional boxer, you were three and zero. Talk to me about that. Yeah, well, actually, uh, you know uh, when. I was one to play about 12 years in in the NFL, and uh, I, I completed eight. And I, you know, I had a little short time there in Oakland, and I I wanted to continue to play, so I went to play out in in the UFL. Um, they had like a, a few teams. There was a, a 
a league that was competing with the NFL, which was a good league, was a good good uh, quality league, but you know, it's very difficult for any other uh, uh, football program to compete against the NFL unless they're actually in in conjunction with the NFL. Uh, but the USL football team um, out in Omaha and the, just, just the regular season in general were shorter. It was about eight games, and uh, we didn't have uh, OTAs, we didn't have preseason or anything. So, so you, you you have to think about just playing eight games. That's a pretty short season, and I wanted to have a way where I could, you know, you know, still stay in shape. So uh, after the UFL season, I I uh, you know took up boxing just to just because I've always liked it and uh, I, and I always thought that I could be good at it, but also because I just wanted to get a great workout, you know, um, because. When you compare the UFL season to the NFL, you have four preseason games in the NFL and 16 regular season games. And if you make it to the playoffs, that's another three or four games. Um, so it, you, we were just playing eight games. So they're really, really short. And, uh, you know, so I, I actually um, started boxing and I uh, started picking up and I started learning it. And, like, uh, within... Less than a year, within a few months, I started sparring with the uh, with the pro guys there. Uh, actually, it's over there in uh, Houston, Texas, with a uh, main gym, main gym with uh, Lou Savaris. Uh, my uh, trainer's name was uh, Dwight Pratchett, a very technical guy, um, which which was very good in my case because I didn't know anything about boxing, just like I never know anything about football or anything about uh, um, wrestling. But he he was patient with me he taught me from a simple from throwing a jab to the hook to to uh how to um defend myself when i'm in the ring and then you know i started sparring with the pro guys and the pro guys kept on telling me that you know marlon you're pretty good you know you you're you're um you, you're pretty good if you had done this when you were younger you would have been great you you, you would have been you you would have been something to you you would have been causing some problems right now so um, I, I didn't really pay much attention to that because sometimes I always think that people are like um, kind of pulling up my head um, uh, and also I haven't even done anything, you know, I was just there. Or maybe they just want to wanna spar at me more or, or I, I don't know w- what the situation was. In, uh, um, but, um, but uh, you know, I just kept on training, kept on training. And then one day my trainer came up to me and was like, Marlon, what do you think about fighting? You know, and uh, I said, uh, well, um, I said, sure. You know, I just told him, sure, go ahead. So I, I went out there and I and I actually I actually fought my, my, my uh, first fight. I was a first-round knockout. I, I, I think I knocked him out with two minutes. I think it was like two, two minutes and 59 seconds or something like that, like right at, right at oh, three really? minutes mark. <laughs> so, that's great. That's incredible. That's an incredible story. Yeah. That's great. And, yeah. and it keeps going. Talk to me. It keeps going because after you yeah, finish keeps your going, yeah. career, right? Yeah. Okay, talk and, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, uh, then the second fight was uh, then the, the then the second fight. I actually uh, was a Golden Gloves champion, and I, I knocked him out in the third round. And the the, the third fight was a guy that had about. 25 fights, uh, which I found out the day of the match. I didn't know he had so many fights, but at that point I wasn't. Uh, I was just focus, focusing on the fight, 
and uh, I, I went out and knocked him, knocked him out in the first round. You know, he was he, he was a guy that came out. He was trying to he was trying to knock me out. I mean, like he really was trying to knock me out. But but uh, yeah, man. But it was a good experience. And then I left from there and went out to Vegas and you know where where I'm at right now. And I'm actually doing the where I started up acting. So I transitioned into acting and which is uh which is a lot better career you know to as far as not being in, being in in the physical realm of, of it you know so yeah unbelievable and you, you talk about you just say take up acting you're going to be playing in a movie you're starring it as a serial killer yeah. monster uh, in a movie called oh. Rust, due to, be, due to be released in the fall of 2015 come on it's unbelievable yeah Rust. This is, let me just tell you, this is a testament to your work ethic and dedication that the game of football obviously taught you in wrestling as well. Exactly. That you meant, because it's unbelievable to me how you made the transition to a number of different sports and careers. And on top of it, we're, we're, you also have a music career. Uh, talk to me about oh, both yeah. of those, the music career and the acting career. Wow. Uh, actually, you know, I started doing the acting when I came out a couple of years ago, and uh, when I when it's very interesting what you said about sports. You know, when you play sports and you and you realize that as long as you you stick with it and you listen to what your your coach or your teacher is telling you, and you just focus on it, and you just work at it. You're just gonna get better and better if you stick with it, and. That that's all the same principles that I took principles that that I I had uh, taken playing football and wrestling and, and and soccer, and I applied it to my acting, and I said this is it doesn't matter where I start I could I you know I could be um I could not know as much today but I know that if I stick with it a, a, a few weeks from now or a few years from now or you know a couple of years from now I'm I'm gonna be good and acting is something that I could do for the rest of my life. So it's something I have the rest of my life to, to practice with because they're always going to be looking for a different type of role, you know, for for, for an individual. So I started doing that. I started out casting call um uh um who who has who who started out casting call, you know, Darkwater Darkwater um productions. He actually movie Rust is under is um shot under Parker Studios and uh, Joe Luhan, who's the who's the director, he actually did. Uh, he actually asked me to, to to play the lead in there, and I, I was very very grateful that uh, he he asked me to do that. And uh, we actually did all the filming inside the haunted house. It was my first time going into a haunted house, by the way. I've never in my life went inside <laughs> a haunted house, and never even wanted to ever go into a haunted house. But now I have to film a movie inside a haunted house, and I'm like, man. Man, it's just my luck. But it's, but it's a good thing that we filmed it during the day. But even during the day, inside the haunted house was like uh, what was uh, really dark. <laughs> you know, it was really dark. And I'm playing this character, um, uh, Travis McLennan, who who wears this mask. He's like a real, <laughs> he's like a real sick guy. You know, he, and he, he does all the killing. He has like uh, he he actually <laughs> he actually right. Uh, um, yeah. he, he actually like, he actually like, uh, have, have on this mask and have on the, the, with the dread and he have this machete, 
I, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm Jamaican or something. I, they, they throw a machete in there, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but, uh, but but uh, that was a lot of fun doing that. And I did like a lot of little um, uh, demo reels. I, I did a reel where I played like a, a mob boss, and also one where um, I played where my niece was captured, and I had to go in there and beat up the beat up the the gang members and and uh, rescue my niece and. And so I'm doing that, and also one of the biggest things that I'm I'm, I'm doing now is uh, I have a song out entitled "Drop." It's called uh, "Drop." Uh, my artist's name is Ultimate, and this is a a song featuring Flowrider. You know, I've done songs with also Pitbull. I did a song called "Take Me There," um, which is Ultimate featuring. And now I have the song called "Drop" being uh, released. Now it's playing over in Puerto Rico. It's getting a lot of, it's getting a lot of spins over there, and it's doing, it's doing pretty good. And it's getting ready to, to start getting added to different to various stations. One of them is one in Long Island, so it's going to start playing over there, which is going to be great for me because I have a huge uh, fan base over there, and a lot of people know me from uh, from from high school growing up. And you know, I just um, the the song was produced by Blackout. Blackout uh, did a song with Mims called "This Is Why I'm Hot." He had the number one song in the world. He's currently signed to uh, art, doing work with uh, Nicki Minaj um, um, management group, uh, who's who's a really you know a lot of people know her. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. So th- there's a lot of things that. I've always um, tried to put my best foot forward in everything that I do. It, it doesn't matter what it is. I've been writing songs since since uh, ninth grade in high school, and I, I, like I said, I go by the name of Ultimate. And the reason why I call myself Ultimate is because ultimately in everything I want to be the best. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It doesn't matter if I'm doesn't matter if I'm cooking Jamaican curry chicken. You know, <laughs> I want my curry chicken to be um, the best and the best tasting. You know, so uh, and that's that's definitely. And I always think about it, and, I'm, and I always wonder, like, w- w- how am I like this? But, you know, it stems from my father. You know, my father um, always taught me since I was a kid. He told me, Marlon, I said, Marlon, do your best at any contest, and God will do the rest. He, like, he just kept it simple. He said, whatever you do, Marlon, just always do your best. And... um uh, and and I and I actually used that in everything I did. Whether it was school, I was an honor roll or high honor roll each marking period. Um, whether it was in uh, football, whether I didn't know what I was doing, I was just giving uh, giving the best best effort and you know trying to listen to to my coaches or uh, and who was teaching me. And um, even in the music and the acting now and everything, I just try to. Try to do my do my absolute best, and and uh, you know, hopefully one day you guys will see me on the big screen doing some Fast and the Furious stuff, maybe some uh, Marvel, Marvel. Uh, I actually want to do the Marvel thing. Uh, I want I, I want to be one of the characters in that. I think I'll be pretty good at that, you know, um, with some, with you know, uh, whenever they whichever role fit me. I, I in the past I was thinking about doing the Black Panther or something, but I think they gotta. They have a <laughs> they have a character for that now, but who knows? You never know. The down the road, they, they might do like a Thundercat where I could play a uh, panther or something like that, you know. Um, but uh, I I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I am just um, I'm just thankful and I'm just grateful about you know everything 
that has happened in my life, you know, um, you know, and being able to uh, accomplish uh, accomplish what I've accomplished, and still, still, still having the drive and the motivation to still move on and still to try and do, do still to still achieve more is is definitely um, makes me feel feel good inside that I still have that, you know, because a lot of people, so some people once they accomplish certain things, they they you know they they stop, but my my philosophy is you you shouldn't stop. You should you should never limit yourself to anything. You should always strive to get better and don't ever think that you're you're at the top of your game of anything because you could always improve. And and uh, yeah, so that's pretty much that's pretty much it. And also, I have my foundation stuff that I'm very excited about the Marlon Greenwood Foundation. Um, I just went up to Freeport High School and I spoke to the kids. I handed out two awards: the Chief Award that stands for Chiefs Award uh, uh, that stands for Community Honesty, Integrity, Ethics, Flexibility, and Service, uh, which we uh, we give to two uh, um, um, two participants to uh, give to two people this year that was um, very very well deserved of the the award. Maya and um, Jamil, and uh, it was just great. Cause on Monday, I, I must have talked to. Her. If I did the addition, probably a total of about fifteen hundred kids in in different parts. Whether it was at the high school, you know, spoke to two periods during high school, went over to um, the fifth, fifth and sixth grade at Atkinson uh, there in Freeport, where was the first school I, I went to. I spoke to the fifth and sixth graders. Then at the night, I went back down to Freeport High School at the Warshaw, where I, you know, um, spoke to them as well. So. Uh, these are the things that you know I really look forward to doing. I got the Marlin Green of football camp coming up July 10th uh, at Freeport High School from 6 to 10. Um, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Really, really looking forward to that. And uh, and um, I also had fun at uh, Marshall Marshall Ship uh, Marshall Ship uh, uh, football camp over there in Patterson, New Jersey, and and uh, you know coaching the kids and talking to the kids and. Because the children are the future, you know. Children are the future. They're the one that's going to make a difference in this world, and um, we need to make sure we 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 uh, teach them and we bring them up right, you know, and uh, we 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 bring them up the right way, you know. So uh, the foundation definitely, you know, definitely an important thing that I'm really happy and excited about. Now that I'm not playing football, I have the time to really to uh, where I could dedicate to it to. To be able to travel and to be, to be in different places to to um to to, um, to do these services. That's great, and you talk about just getting it done. I mean, doing a, a, a remix with Flowrider, Pitbull. I mean, you're so humble. It's unbelievable. I was going to talk about your foundation, and that's what I admire about you. You partnered up with a, a teammate, a high school teammate, and your good friend Robert T. Green. You got the foundation going. You raised thirty-five thousand dollars for the education of youth. Your, your football camp, July tenth. 2015 in Freeport. I'm going to put all of this information up on my website. Marlon, you're unbelievable when you think about not only your career on the field and what you were able to do in athletics outside the game of football in terms of giving back to youth. And that's what I admire about you because a lot is always concentrated, in my opinion, in the media on the negative. And as long as the media brings up the negative, they better be bringing up the positive and the good that the NFL players are doing, such as yourself, in terms of giving back to 
to the community and, and really spotlighting the great work that you're doing in your hometown of Freeport, Long Island, and what you're doing in Las Vegas and what you're doing in everything that you touch because you're a success on and off the field and a truly a class act. And it's just unbelievable. You're an inspiration for athletes and younger adults of all ages. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. This is what I enjoy about the show, just hearing uh, you give back and hearing how excited you are to do so. Yeah, man, I, you know, I think everybody should always never, you should always be thankful for, for, all right, I'm going to like this. Nobody in this, on this earth has ever, has ever achieved anything or got to a place without being held by, by um, somebody. I came here, you know, uh, Coach Sullen recognized my talent in, in ninth grade in his gym class. And he got me into wrestling, and because he got me into wrestling, and I, I, and then got me into football. I, actually, he forced me to to, to get into football. It's kind of like he, he can he he got to a point where he was like, you know what, Marlon, you could be the kicker, and you could still play soccer, and football starts two weeks before tryouts. If you don't like it, oh, you could always go back to soccer. And uh, I said, you know, let me try this try out this football thing, and. And uh, um, but it took him like a month or even longer to like he was popping up at my different classes. He basically stalked me, <laughs> you know. And it was uh, uh, you know, I think I think about all of those things just so he can then try and convince him to play a sport that I didn't even want to play. And by me just saying, you know what, let me just play this game for uh, do coach selling a favor because I didn't know how, how big football was in America, you know, being from Jamaica. And I said, I'm just going to play this sport because, uh, and first time I started playing it, I loved it. I was like, wow, this is, this is great. You know, and, uh, and um, just by me getting that opportunity, it gave me a chance to get a full scholarship to go to Syracuse. It gave me a chance to get a degree in health and exercise science. I got drafted by the Miami Dolphins. I signed with the Houston Texans. Gave me an opportunity to help my family. You know, I'm from a big family. I got seven brothers and four sisters. I was able to help them out with their school, school, uh, the credit cards, and all this other stuff that I, that I that I that I um helped them out with. You know, just to give them a kickstart, a jumpstart in life. You know, um, here and there, and uh, you know, so for me to be able to. Um, give back to the to um, a school um, where that really made it happen to me. It, it made it made it happen for me was absolutely my pleasure. You know, I, I feel like um, I, I can't wait till I'm able to do even more and do more in the the community and try to help another uh, person or another another ch- child to experience the same thing that I've experienced because. Um, um, because I, I because I know how much it has helped me, and I want to see that uh, next uh, person become a success and be able to um, help themselves. So it's uh, you know it's you know <laughs> it, 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 I'm just thankful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be be in this position to be able to to um, give back, and I'm the totally thankful coach selling all my coaches, Coach Hayes, uh, Coach uh, Joseph Chetty. I remember all the uh, other um, uh, ex-athletes uh, that were at Freeport that used to come down and they used to wrestle with me, like Chris Edmonds, 
um, uh, Eric Smith, you know, all those people that used to just come down, they used to just train with me that helped me to develop my skills. And, you know, I, I don't forget about anything. And anybody that I've, that I've uh, forgotten, I'm, I'm not doing it uh, purposely. It's just that, you know, it's, it's, it's been so long and over the years and, 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 and uh, everything. And I, and I really ap- apologize for that. I'm sure, uh, you know, but, uh, but I'm just so grateful, man. I'm, you know, you know, it, it's, it's just, uh, unbelievable. Um, you know, coming from Jamaica and getting this opportunity that I never really, never really thought, you know, never wasn't really thinking about of my life going in this, this direction. And it, and it went there, you know, and, uh, and just all the relationships and all the people that I've met and, being able to and football, you know, give you opportunity to, to travel the United States, you know, going to play different teams and different, different, uh, in, uh, in different cities and and be able to see different different places. So besides the competition, it's also with to uh, traveling and a different uh, life life, uh, you know, experiences. So yeah, man. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, man. Unbelievable. It's, uh, it's, Great, great. Yeah. I love the story. It's unbelievable. This is going to be a book someday. I'm telling you. Uh, unbelievable. You should make it into a book. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure people know about the July 10th football camp. And the great part is you're not asking for anything. You're giving the camp for free, which is incredible. Younger athletes yeah. that want to learn from the best, such as yourself. It's an unbelievable day. I'm going to be there. I'm going to cover it for you. And it's just incredible. Again, I love hearing the passion in your voice. That's what is incredible to me is that you're humble and you're still giving back and you're a star player. Eight-year career, 125 games. You got it done in Syracuse, got it done in the NFL and succeeded on every different task or, or endeavor that you took over, which to me is you're incredible. Class act, a success in life. And, and just a great person overall. Before you go, though, Marlon, I just want to get your quick thoughts about your alma mater, the Syracuse Orange. Talk to me. Are you upbeat entering the 2015 season? Uh, I didn't hear, hear that last part. Sorry, that, that was about it. That's okay. I, I didn't hear that last part. Orange. Yeah, the Syracuse yeah. Orange. Are you upbeat that this team could build off that 3-9 and nine season last year? You know, uh, I every year is a new year, you know, and 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 I think um, the type of program uh, that uh, Syracuse is and what they represent, I know that they could only uh, you know get better. And I think with a with a great off season and a, a great off season program leading into it. And another thing too, um, what they have to understand it's it's not all about talent, you know, it's not all about talent or X's and O's, it's, it's about the chemistry. It's about the chemistry that, uh, you know, the um, that you have amongst the, the players. That is even more powerful than, uh, you know, how fast somebody runs and, uh, you know, and who could catch the, the, the better pass. Having that chemistry and having that accountability of the man next to you, knowing that, you know what, I have to do my job because, the man next to me is is um, counting on me, and that's really what the team sports is all about. Because they teach you about life. Because in life, in in you know, we have to depend on each other. Whether if you're in an organization, whether you're in a family, you know, you you have to you you we depend on each other, and we and our 
job is to really help each other. So once you have that, I feel like that chemistry um, will be key and be very uh, will be very Im- Im- important. And uh, you know, yeah, I definitely think they could do it, man. Yeah, you know, uh, um, Syracuse is, uh, you know, has been a place that um, has been a been a place that done a lot for me. You know, I, I remember the the experiences that that I had there, and I just wanted wanted the absolute best for them. You know, I just wanted, and that's how everybody should feel about about where they come from you know everybody have a certain place that they they've um they've they've been at and a place that have done so much for them and so much for their career and that's the way where i feel about you know um syracuse that's the way i feel about you know freeport high school that's the way i i, I feel about the miami dolphins that's where i feel about Houston texans and omaha uh night night Hawks. every organization and even doing the boxing with loose ivory uh, productions and now doing acting, everything that I've been affiliated with, it's kind of like you become like a family. And uh, and I think once you have that family atmosphere and once they they develop that type of um, uh, family bond, uh, I, I think they're going to be fine. That's great. Unbelievable. Love the insight. Love the information. Love your story. Like I said, it will be up on my website, gofortheshoe.com. I will be with you in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to meeting up again at your camp. And uh, we might be at the Boomer Esiason uh, Foundation uh, game uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks. I think June 23rd or 24th. Looking forward to seeing you then. But more and always great enjoying you on my show. You're always welcome back. Just a great story. Thanks for joining me tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, man, I, I you know, I had a lot of fun. Um, I, 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 I'm really looking forward to uh, coming back on the show, and um, thanks for the invite. And uh, I, I, I'm just really thankful for you giving me the opportunity to really, you know, um, you know, to share this with people. Because me personally, I'm not a person that uh, go around and you know tell people all the stuff that I've accomplished. And um, uh, but I think it's very important for the, if the kids, the, the younger generation, to um, to really know that, you know, the, they can accomplish this too. You know, they can accomplish this too, um, just by them focusing and and uh, you know and 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 believing in themselves and knowing that uh, and, and working towards their working towards the goal and sticking to it and having the the, the dedication and the perseverance to to um reach their destination that they can accomplish it and uh you know that uh um so I just want to be an inspiration for them so thanks for giving me opportunity to be able to to um to let them hear a little bit of uh you know all the stuff all the stuff that I've done and um you know I'm I'm very thankful for and appreciative of, of that Joe you know and thanks for having me on the show and and uh, and I'm just uh I'm just pretty <laughs> you, you can you like you said you hear my voice I'm I'm very excited about this and uh, excited about especially the foundation the the uh the, the song with uh, Florida that's uh, uh coming out entitled Drop and just the acting and everything and I I just want everything to 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 be a success and uh, and just not just a success but to influence people. Uh, whether whether it's kids or whether it's, whether it's um whether it's kids whether it's the younger generation whether it's um people that are my age or even older I just want to 
be an inspiration to them because uh, it doesn't matter what your circumstance is right now. As long as you have life, you have an opportunity and you have the, the ability to, to change your circumstances as long as you're willing to do it. Um, so, uh, you know, so thank you once again for giving me opportunity to to um, to share that. My pleasure, Marlon. You're an inspiration, and I can tell you I have succeeded, and I'm going to do all I can to get this story out because it needs to be heard by people of all ages. Again, a true inspiration, a class act, and again, I look forward to talking to you in the next couple of weeks to seeing what great things you're up to. As always, my friend, you're always welcome, and have a great night. I'll talk to you next week, my friend. Okay. All right, Joe. Take care, and uh, God bless. God bless. Talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was former standout linebacker from the Syracuse Orange Orange men back when he played. Marlon Greenwood, the guy was unbelievable. When you think about his career overall, 48 consecutive games, he came to this country playing soccer, moved on to wrestling, became a state champion wrestler. Then he moved to football his junior season. All he did was get a scholarship to Syracuse, start for four consecutive years with guys like Dwight Freeney, Donovan McNabb, on the offensive side of the ball, went on to become a third-round draft pick in the 2001 NFL draft by the Miami Dolphins. He was an all-Big East selection, a team captain for Syracuse. He goes on to the NFL, and an unbelievable eight-year career, 125 games, 682 total tackles, seven sacks in his career. There's only 40 Jamaican-born players to ever play in the NFL, Marlon Greenwood second on the all-time list in terms of tackles, 682 in his career. You think it's done, right? No. He goes on after his last season in Oakland, and he plays three seasons in Omaha. He plays with the Omaha Nighthawks in the UFL because he loves the game of football. And he retires from the game of football. You think he's over and done with, right? No. He goes on to become a professional boxer. He wins all three matches. He goes 3-0. and And, oh, by the way, after that's over, he decides to become a singer, songwriter, and actor. And he goes on to cut a record with Flow Rider, to work with Pitbull, he's now working with Nicki Minaj. He's going to star in his first movie. He's got the lead that comes out in the fall of 2015. He's got to be done, right? There's nothing else that we can add to this resume. Oh, yeah, there is. He starts a foundation, and he's giving back to younger athletes with his friend Robert Green, who is his high school teammate, and his good friend from Freeport, Long Island, they're going to start their first camp July 10th, 2015. Is this not a book? This guy is an unbelievable inspiration. This is why I love the show. Having guys on such as Marlon Green with telling his story. See, the, the, the media can concentrate on the negative as much as they want. I'll concentrate on the good that, the good that most NFL players are doing, most former college standouts are doing. They're giving back to their communities. They're involved in a number of different endeavors. 
because of their success on the gridiron or other sports. And this is what makes the game of football unbelievable. You heard the intensity about his days playing for Paul Pasqualonians, former defensive coach Ed Olgeron. I said Ed Olgeron was a defensive coordinator under Steve Sarkeesian. I met Lane Kiffin. He was the former Ole Miss head coach. Now he's the defensive line coach at LSU, taking over part of the reins by John Chavis with his departure. He's with the Mad Hatter and Baton Rouge. But unbelievable story, just unbelievable. Marlon Greenwood. I'm going to put all this web, all of his work up on the website. Go there, check it out. He's a keynote speaker, great guy, class act, always welcome on the show. This has been an incredible week on the Weekly Blitz, and I can tell you it's just really heating up now. we got some great stuff happening over the weekend. Not going to share it with you now, but all I can tell you is check back over the weekend or check back early next week because we're going to be on site with some great events over the next few days. Stay with me all season long on the Weekly Blitz. You can catch me on Yahoo Sports Radio Network, SportsX Radio with Ken Townsend. I'll be breaking down week one of the college football season, talking about Wisconsin, Alabama, talking about Auburn, Louisville, talking about Arizona State, Texas A&M, Michigan, Utah, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Ohio State. Doesn't get better than this. College football is the best. I just love talking about it. Have a great week, everyone.